0: Take two. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that video where he had the funny faces and I'm like, hi. And you're like,
1: hey. Hi. <laughs> How? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh no. Alright, okay. ready? Come. <clears throat> <sighs> Welcome back to Bumping Uglies. <laughs> My name's Rachel. <laughs> oh
0: god. And I'm Ashley. So, uh, if we ever do a nice, uh, bloopers show, you guys will have a good time, because Rachel's given me false information twice. Ta-da! So we just decided to go ahead and start the whole damn thing over, because, you know. So anyhow, before we get to what we're talking to this week, let's try this again. We, (laughs) this is the last week to enter our giveaway. So subscribe... Rate, review, get those in there this week, and next week, we will announce the winner. So we are
1: down to the wire, so get to it. Um, Yeah, you can uh, review us on iTunes, Instagram, or Facebook. Yeah, we make it easy, okay? You have three options, and then um, also, we'll share some posts about our 25th episode, and if you share whatever, Um, on Instagram if you like it, on Facebook if you share, and on Twitter if you retweet, then you'll be entered to win a little baby giveaway, and we'll have two of those on our 26th episode. Yeah,
0: so we're giving away one big basket and two little gifts. That makes it sound like a dick and balls, doesn't it? One big basket and two little gifts.
1: So, yeah. One banana and two grapes. Yeah,
0: so... You never know, you could even enter a chance to win one of the two grapes.
1: <coughs> what size are balls? I know they're not grapes. They're like plums.
0: Mm, I feel like that would be a big ball. It is, right? But it's bigger than a grape. Maybe an apricot.
1: Okay. Maybe. Or a cutie. One of those little cuties. No, that's still too big.
0: Is it too there big? are some ginormous balls.
1: God, Rachel's over there playing with plum balls. Is it like golf ball sized? Mm-hmm. Is it bigger than that? No, I don't think, I don't think so. I think Andy's are bigger. Than <laughs> okay, well, Andy has grapefruit balls, so. I mean, they're not like his are the largest I've seen, so <laughs> he's gonna kill me. Oh my god. So, yeah, so. Subscribe, rate, review on any
0: of the social medias, iTunes, whatever, and get it in there because this is the last week to enter the giveaway. Yeah! And there will be 25 things in the basket because it's for our 25th episode, and we are doing a giveaway and give back. So this giveaway and give back, we are doing, uh, we are going to donate 25 things to our local animal shelters, so one in Ohio for Rachel, and one in West Virginia for me.
1: Tell us what we're doing today. I'm gonna try to.
0: <laughs> this week we are talking all things taboo. Yeah, I was I'm expecting like a just... good like applause or something.
1: I was I did it with the strangest. Yeah, I don't claw. know what this oh. is, but. I didn't make any sound, and who, nobody does this. What is yeah, this? Yeah, I don't know. You guys can't see, but if you make a, if you put your fingertips together, and just angle them at a 45 degree angle, and then tap them against each other, that's what I just did. Anyway. Yeah, let's, let's be Yay. like Rachel.
0: So yeah. So let's get into the taboo things.
1: Let's do Tell it. Tell us what taboo is, so. Rachel. So. Google tells me. <laughs> Google, <laughs> Who's, who the hell has a real dictionary anymore? Um, if you do, send it to me. I'm just kidding. I could buy a dictionary. Send her the whole dictionary and your collection of encyclopedias, please. <laughs> Only if it's Britannica. Uh, anyway, are there other encyclopedias? I don't. I don't know. Okay, so, a taboo is a social or religious custom prohibiting or forbidding discussion of a particular practice or forbidding association with a particular person, place, or thing. Uh, But today, (laughs) we are talking about sexual taboos. Of course, because that's, that's... Sort of our thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's... not sexual taboos, but like sexual <laughs> talk. <laughs> we are
0: experts in being taboo at sexual things. No, yeah, don't talk
1: about us. I'm just. Kidding. I'm talk totally fun. lying.
0: We're not experts in anything.
1: I would say we we don't really dip into things that are considered taboo, really at all. Not anymore. <laughs> not like we used to, but the things that we're interested in maybe used to be taboo, but aren't anymore. We used to. <laughs> oh, no. It's just a rough day. Yeah, so that's, tired. That's I can tell. And I have had some drinks, but, like, just in case anyone's wondering, not nearly as much as last last episode. Um, and I just have to say that I accidentally drank more than I thought I had drank and toward the end of the podcast I might have blacked out for the rest of the night not just like for the podcast I did some yelling uh, and then I made my husband take a bath with me and then I passed out literally in my bed
0: and I got aggravated
1: so (laughs) but I didn't know Um, there was a misunderstanding about how much vodka was in the bottle that I was drinking out of pouring drinks out of yeah well on with the taboo so when you think of taboo like what it like what do you think about
0: I mean, you know, I feel like and I don't know if it's technically considered taboo but I feel like you know, growing up you always heard, you don't shack up with men or vice versa okay. men don't shack up with women unless you're married um, but I mean, those are really the, the thing, and of course tattoos and any piercings beside your ear. <laughs> right, right. For me, growing up, were kind of, I'm sure,
1: considered taboo. And I did... It didn't make it in my list of things to read, necessarily, but I did um, read some articles that did mention uh, sleeping with someone before you're married or or having more than one partner, or living with someone before you're married. Like, those were things that definitely were were, were a no-no uh, a, a while ago that are kind of fine now. Okay. And the ear-piercing thing. I think that that are not sexual, the ear-piercing and the tattoo thing are definitely, like, big ones.
0: Right, and I mean, that's why I said not really sexual, but just... Those
1: were the things I thought about. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Let's see. Um, so, as far as like, are there any taboos left? I it hadn't even crossed my mind. And then this, when I was doing some research about the whole thing, this article from Oprah.com oh, strangely boy, enough Oprah. came up I know right um and there are several questions on here it's called 14 really good sex questions um but one of them is that are there any taboos left and when I saw it I was just like oh huh. like I just assumed that there were uh, and it says talking about sex Americans probably watch more porn than any nation in the world. But they don't talk about it with their own partners. Um, it's too personal and too private. They're afraid that if they reveal anything about themselves. It will be used against them as a weapon in an argument. Um, and I don't. I'm not sure that I agree necessarily. I suppose it depends on what kind of relationship you're in. Because I think if you're in a very like, if you have good communication and you're in a very open relationship, that that's not necessarily true. Um, and this was from 2017, so, like, it's not, not that old. Um, Okay, I know this is really
0: bad timing. I literally, like, spaced out. So I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Good job, That's I know. So, I'm so proud of you. Uh, okay, but, so, the the thing on the Oprah website says that, essentially, the taboo itself is, is talking about sex and talking about what you like, because people are afraid that they'll be judged, even by their own partners, for what they like. Yes. yes. Okay. And I... I Personally, like, I've been in relationships where I think that's true. Right now, I'm not in a relationship where that's true.
0: I mean, I definitely think it's true. You know, it, and it, like you said, it also depends on who your partner is.
1: Right. And and maybe where you're living, um, or if you're still living at home. like All of those things, I think, are factors. And I know, as far as taboos go, and especially sex in general, um... Our family are not open to, like, to talking, to talking about sex. Yeah.
0: So. (laughs) (laughs) Although there, some of them are getting a little more open about it.
1: It does. My grandma is like, she's ready to, like, not on the podcast. She would never do that because she is, like, old school. But she, she tells us all the things and it's so funny. Yes. All the advice. But we love it. Yes, we absolutely love it. Uh, (laughs) But I did look up some of the um, top sexual taboos in America, I think, that are still considered taboo to pretty much everybody. Oh, good. Um, Let's hear them. But also, I would like to say that not only are these taboo, but, like, they're illegal. Okay. (laughs) These are... These are pretty illegal. Um, uh, so necrophilia, pedophilia, incest, and, uh, bestiality, or zoophilia. You are correct. Those are illegal. Now, there are some more that are not necessarily illegal. Um, for the most part, they're not illegal, but I, maybe they are some of the stranger ones. Um, so, like, scat play, plushophilia, which I... I don't know if that's, like, being a furry. I I think um, so. Yeah. Paraphilic infantilism. So, I don't know if that's, like, pretending to be a baby or being attracted to people that pretend to be babies or, like, pretend to be helpless. Um, and then diaper fetishism. I'd say that five times fast. Fetishism. I can't even say it one time. <laughs> you can't even say it. I swear she's not Yeah, no, I just can't. They're, you know,
0: just like some people that can't (laughs) say cinnamon.
1: It would have been really funny if you were one of those people.
0: Yeah.
1: And you all, like, you said that wrong too.
0: Cinnamon. 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 I'm trying to think what Jeremy used to say. Cinnamon and, yeah, that's what he used to say. Like, cinnamon. cinnamon. cinnamon and.
1: So yeah. He also says most people that can't say cinnamon also can't say feminine. Yeah. And I don't think he can say feminine either. We'll have to get him on here and ask him. So
0: yeah, I <laughs> can be like one I can't of... say the the word. So yeah. That word that Rachel
1: said there. <laughs> Fetishism. Yeah, that. But so the those four, necrophilia, pedophilia, incest and bestiality to me When I think of a sexual taboo, those are for sure the ones that pop into my head first.
0: Yes, and I don't know why those didn't pop into my head, but yeah. I would definitely agree. That's definitely something that I would think is taboo.
1: And like I said, not only are those taboo, like, they're... Yeah. They're illegal. Yes. (laughs) You're gonna go to jail. Maybe... Maybe not for the bestiality one. It depends on where you live, but it's still a no no. I think you should. <laughs> I did read though that um there there is some like a sector of people that that are of the opinion that there are certain animals that are able to give consent, which I think is the strangest idea. Oh my god. But I did I did read more than once that there is a a group of people who think that there there are specific animals that, that can give you the, the go ahead.
0: Do you know what specific group of people this
1: is? It's the group of people that thinks is okay. <laughs> I don't I mean, I didn't know don't They don't a name. name. <laughs> Dick. I don't think so. I don't know if I belong to that group. I don't know if I would want it to be named anything <laughs> so that people could, like, come at me. I didn't know. If... Ashley just licked her wine bottle. It was real it was, seductive. It was dripping. It's empty. That made it better. It's empty. <laughs> she needs more wine. I don't have any more. Somebody send Ashley some wine. Um. No, I just
0: meant I didn't know if they had a name and you just weren't <laughs> saying it. Like, you were keeping it
1: <laughs> private for them. Oh no! I would never do that, especially not for a group like that. (laughs) Do they have a name? (laughs) Like you're allowed to have whatever opinion you you want to, but if you're going to name your group, like uh, like the KKK, I'm not going to keep that quiet for (laughs) to protect you. I like that though. I believe the people
0: who think that it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: their name people who think it's okay god you're such an asshole i know i'm not sorry uh my god are there any more common u.s
0: taboos on that list or is that was that all
1: i think that's pretty much it i don't know if you could add like like water sports like golden showers and things um or like extreme pain Mm mm-hmm But in the past, like, for sure, like, in the past decade, there are several things that used to be not talked about at all and considered, like, really strange or, like, weird that I think are much more accepted now. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Like, BDSM in general, I think, has... And maybe it is thanks to books like Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever, but... Um, I think it's it's grown a ton. Yeah. And it's been way more accepted.
0: Yeah, which I know bondage is in that too, so I mean, but yeah, I would definitely say that those probably used to be considered in some areas taboo. And you know, right, I, right. I'm sure at some point, although I don't know, because you know, in, in the history of like, Greece and Rome and stuff, you know, I was gonna say at some point, I'm sure, like, the LGBT would have been considered taboo, but at the same time, like, in ancient Greece and Rome and all that, you know, they used to have partners of both, like, you know, they
1: they would be with men or they would be with women, just whatever, um... But I do think it is important, like, as far as the U.S. is concerned, that that um, being homosexual or bisexual or, you know, any, any part of that community definitely, even in our lifetime, used to be, like, a huge thing. Like, if you were that, you kept it a secret.
0: Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. Not saying that I believe it's wrong in any sorts you know I my total belief is you do what you want to do um I just wanted you to be like you do you boo (laughs) you do you bill um (laughs) but yeah no I just wanted to point that out that that was probably at one point in time considered to be taboo and now because you were saying some of the things nowadays probably or not probably but they're not as taboo as they probably were yeah,
1: and I think, yeah, but as far as the LGBT yeah. community, and I know there's more letters. Sound it out, Rachel. Um, but as far as that's concerned, I think most people um, in in our generation um, don't even think twice about it. Like, it doesn't matter to us. We're pretty much all okay with it. Right. But for, uh, for our parents' generation even, I know that that was... Kind of a different, different deal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: (coughs) (coughs) But Ashley. Yeah, I've got some taboos from around the world. (laughs) Uh, So. I'm so excited. Do not hold me to these. I got these from EliteDaily.com. And. Okay, that's not like. And for people who can't understand me because I have an accent that is. Elite, E L I T E, daily.com.
1: Just. What was
0: the other option? I don't know. I just wanted to throw it out there just in case. I know I'm hard to <laughs> understand sometimes. Yeah. Just like when I say whore and horror. Mm. You know. Sometimes it's hard for people. It's a big one. So I just wanted to throw it out there. So don't hold me to these. All right. Uh, I did not make these up. I am reading them, so if they're not true, I'm sorry. It's Ashley. Oh, shut up.
1: <laughs> sorry,
0: that was my chair squeaking. My, <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> so the, I have ten of these on this list, um, and it says, Modern Iranian culture, you can have a temporary marriage if you pay for it. So, it says, we all know that Muslims pra- Muslim practices are among some of the strictest regarding sexual intercourse and in the relationships between men and women. And it says, for instance, Muslim couples are only allowed to have sex in the missionary position. I didn't know that.
1: Wait, I didn't either. If you're Muslim, is that, like, do you do that? Do you participate in only missionary? We're learning. Somebody. We're learning. Somebody let us know. It's considered
0: gross and degrading for a man to ask for any other position from his wife. However, in certain Whoa. Muslim countries, like Iran, or is it Iran or Iran? However you want to say it. It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You know, like a real twang, Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that place, a young couple who would like to have sex before they're ready to marry can request a temporary marriage. And it says they are allowed to pay for a short ceremony with a written contract dictating the amount of the time they will be married. Once this is done, they can have sex like bunnies without contradicting Islamic law. So, is that...
1: Okay, I have a couple of questions. You always have questions
0: for me, and I don't know the answers, so I'm not sure why you're asking me.
1: I'm asking you to join me in in horrible speculation. Alright. So, number one, is this... Is this... This is intended for people that are gonna get married, but just not yet? Well,
0: it says for young couples, so... Maybe they're not gonna get married to each other, but they're just gonna
1: temporarily get married (laughs) so they can have sex. So... And also... So, in this culture, and I know it's different than ours, but... In this culture, it's better to pay for a temporary, like, a sham marriage than to just let, like, tell young people, like, sex is okay. Go fuck. Like, have safe sex. It's fine. (laughs) Like, it's better to pay for a temporary marriage. I
0: guess so. I mean, I I can't answer for them.
1: Somebody... Somebody tell us, like, is this still a real thing? Is this something you do? Yeah.
0: Let us know. Have you
1: had a temporary marriage? I think at this
0: point, um, there's no use for me to have a temporary marriage. To have a temporary marriage. (laughs) No, just just at this point in the podcast, there's no use for me. Ashley's looking for a good lay
1: and a good husband, so if you're interested... There we go. Let's throw some money in there just for fun. Oh, she's looking for a good lay, a good husband, <laughs> and a rich husband. They don't have to all be the same person. There you go. I'm kidding. All three of you, just sign
0: up. Send me in your resume. Get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, so... so Number two. Well, technically they're going backwards, so that was number ten. Number nine. Yeah. It makes me think of that freaking Beatles song. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Oh my god. Anyhow. It's terrifying. It is, especially when she makes you sit out in the dark in the country and listen to this damn song in the car,
1: obviously. <laughs> I did that. I did that. Yeah. You did. We were weird teenagers. Yeah. Rachel locked me in her car. (laughs)
0: Anyhow, number nine. Ancient Greece. When older men would be with Oh, good lord. Yep. When older men Mm -hmm. would be with younger boys. So see? Like we were talking about in ancient Greece and Rome, they used to be with anybody.
1: This is like children or like older teens. Uh,
0: So let's read about it.
1: Hold on, I wanted to see. I, thought you were, I was going to say, I thought you were going to read out loud.
0: <laughs> I wanted to see where I should start. I didn't want to... Let's read about it separately. <laughs> yes, you listen while I read quietly to myself. No. Um, it says, The most common form of same-sex relationships between males in Greece was a word that I probably can't say right, so I'm not going to say it. But it means boy love. I want to hear
1: it. What is it? <coughs> what?
0: The word? It's like p- Paterostia. Pateristia? I don't know. I'm so okay. sorry to anyone who knows that word. Because I know I totally just <laughs> I said, butchered it. I
1: thought you said I'm so sorry I don't know what <laughs>
0: No, I'm so sorry to anybody who knows that word, because I know I butchered it. Anyhow, it means boy love. Uh, And it says it was a relationship between an older... My husband. Oh my god. Yes, your, your husband what? What happened? Well, I was getting ready to read, and then you
1: said my husband... Oh, I thought you dropped something. No, I slapped my leg because you interrupted me. Damn it. Oh, I was going to say my my husband has informed me that it doesn't matter if you know how to say something or what you're saying as long as you say it with confidence. Okay, cool. People will believe you. Well, I (laughs) don't know the word. I'm saying that
0: confidently. (laughs) Anyhow, it was a relationship between an older male and an adolescent youth. So there you go. So, it was a relationship between an older male and an adolescent youth. So, there that answers your question of if it was a young boy. And it says, A boy was considered okay. a boy until he was able to grow a full beard. In Athens, the older man was called. Arestes? Aris- I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And he was to educate, protect, love, and provide a role model for his. Aroman Aroma- uh. Yep. Another word. <laughs> Another word. His reward for him delay in his beauty, youth, and promise to love a boy to oh god, I just read that as the same sentence. It's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> to love a boy below the age of twelve was considered inappropriate, but no evidence exists of any legal penalties attached to this sort of practice i'm so sorry to greece
1: so really that whole freaking paragraph so really it's got it's boys over the age of 12 then okay okay which is still really in my head that's not as bad but let's okay let's talk ancient greece how old were they really living to be 40
0: still yet like when you think of a 13 year old boy it's weird.
1: But these were probably like 20-year-olds. Maybe or they could have been got married. Like they probably got married at like 16. Well, that's true. Anyhow, moving
0: on to number 8. Also, ancient Greece. God, they're giving me all these. Hopefully there's no words in there that I can't say. Anyhow, where homosexuality was completely out of the closet. So there you go. It wasn't taboo in ancient Greece. But it is now. I mean, it's illegal now. Don't do that. Uh, it says the ancient Greeks did not conceive of sexual orientation as a social identifier the way Western societies have done for the past century. Oh. Greek society did not distinguish sexual desire or behavior by the gender of the participants, but rather by the role that each participant played in the sex act, that of the active penetrator or the passive penetrated. This active-passive polarization corresponded with dominant and submissive social roles. The active-penetrative role was associated with masculinity, (coughs) higher social status, and adulthood, while the passive role was associated with femininity, lower social status, and youth.
1: Alright. Okay, that makes sense. So, no. is a power play. Okay, yeah.
0: Number seven is ancient Egyptian pharaohs. Sound like I said "an Egyptian"? Okay. I didn't.
1: Anyhow, not Egyptian, an Egyptian.
0: <laughs> Just one of them. Uh, the pharaohs would practice public masturbation.
1: That's so weird. I mean, you know, and would they spread? Would they spread their their lucky seed all over their? <laughs> their their people. Is that the reason? So it says, according to sex and
0: society, even the ebb, or the, I don't know if that's EBB, ebb, and flow of the Nile was thought to be caused by (laughs) Adams Autumns? A-T-U-M-S. Atums. Atums. (laughs) Oh, my <laughs> God. Know. Anyhow, the god of creation, ejaculation. That's, that's what caused the, oh, the Nile wow. to flow. Uh, this concept spurred the Egyptian pharaohs to ritually masturbate into the Nile to ensure an abundance oh. of water. The ancient Egyptians were so inspired by the act of self-stimulation that at the festival of the god men, who represented pharaoh's sexual p- potency, men masturbated in
1: public. All of them in. Yeah. Into I'll the worry. Nile. So, if you're ever in Egypt and you're swimming in the Nile, just remember that. <laughs> swimming in jizz. Just swimming in jizz juice. Yum. I'm Just kidding, it tastes horrible. Okay,
0: so the next one, number six, I am not even going to attempt to say this. It is a tribe of Niger hey. in West Africa. It's a what? It's a tribe. Of Niger, right? That's how you say that, correct? In West Africa?
1: Niger, yeah.
0: I'm not even gonna try to, it's like the Wadabi or something. Again.
1: That sounds close. Again, I'm so
0: sorry. I know I'm butchering it.
1: If you're Wadabi and you're listening. (laughs) Oh, God. I think you've got it pretty good. The tribe where men steal each other's wives.
0: Uh, uh, So it said, in the Wadabi tribe of Niger in West Africa, men are known to steal each other's wives. The Wadabi's first marriage is arranged by their parents in infancy and must be between cousins of the same lineage. Okay. Marrying cousins. Alright. Kissing cousins.
1: That's real, like, old school British royalty. Uh, However, at the yearly
0: something festival, (laughs) Wadabi men wear elaborate makeup and costumes and dance to impress the women and hopefully steal a new wife. If the new couple is able okay. to steal away undetected, especially from a current husband who may not want to be a part of... To, to, what? Especially from a current husband who may not want to part with his wife. Okay. Okay. Then they become socially recognized. The subsequent marriages
1: are called love marriages. Love <laughs> That was kind of creepy. So that's kind of, that's kind of cool to me because you're essentially getting to pick your, your spouse and saying like, I don't want the one you chose for me. Um, but at the same time you're picking him while he's dancing and wearing a mask for you. So like you could go to any strip club and be like, I want you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Oh my God. So. It's not like Pokemon. Oh my god. What a nerd. (laughs) Pokemon. Thank god I got married (laughs) because it's like a real specific thing to want. Okay, moving on to number five. A community
0: Mm. where brothers share a wife, the Himalayas. All right. According to an article in Psychology Today, almost all of the few Mm. polyandrous. Societies practice with anthropologists call what? What an- anthropologists call fraternal polyandry, what? where a group of brothers share a wife. This is the case in the Himalayas, where there is little land available for farming and agriculture, and families with more than one son would be faced with dividing up their land, where each son to start his own family. That made no sense to oh. me. Oh. The solution? Find one wife for all their sons so that they can live together as one family and keep their family plot intact. Also, as told in the National Geographic documentary Multiple Husbands, this arrangement works best when the wife is adept in at scheduling time with
1: each brother. So, very similarly to sister um, wives. The Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have multiple wives instead of multiple husbands, but I wonder if the, besides the land issue, I wonder if the conditions in the Himalayas are sort of treacherous at times and you might lose a husband here and there. Right. So, like, if you have three or four, you know, the chan- your chance at, like, living a decent life is better.
0: You know, you lose one, I've still got three more to go.
1: Right, right. It's like a cat with nine lives. Yeah, except for they you know, closely, genetically related. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of big identically. All right. So number four, rituals of voodoo
0: and love, Haiti. Whoa. If you travel to Haiti and visit the waterfalls of the word, I'm not going to say because I definitely can't say it. It's like sat dia. I feel like. You... Okay. During the month of July, you may witness quite a risque ritual. Voodoo Mm -hmm. (laughs) practitioners make this journey each summer to worship the goddess of love. Pretty normal stuff, right? Wrong. Picture a bunch of buck naked (laughs) people twisting and wriggling around in mud mixed with the blood of sacrificed animals with cow and goat heads thrown into the mix. I'm sure there's nothing like that if you're in exhibition. Ooh.
1: Exhibitionism lover. Ah! Yeah, I think that's like a mixing of of too many things there. That makes me think of like a snake pit. Okay. Ugh. Do you want to go to Haiti in July? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think that's really our place. I mean, that would be something to see, but sh- I just don't think it's really my thing. Cat, the, the, they lost me at animal heads. Yeah. Honestly. A lot of blood though. Papa Boo. As long as it's not my blood. <laughs> Come into that. I'm not gonna drink it either. <laughs> I don't it didn't say anything about
0: drinking it, it just said wriggling around. <laughs> Andy. So number three, mm. I'm gonna attempt this. The Troyanders. Oh, the tribe where kids yes. start having sex at the age of six in Papua New Guinea.
1: I always loved that word, that like those words together when I was a kid. Papua New Guinea. <laughs> uh huh.
0: These islanders from a remote tribe in Papua New oh, it didn't say New Guinea that time. It just said Papua Guinea. <laughs> Papua Guinea. <laughs> Seems like a case study in the ultimate consequences of the sexual revolution. Girls want sex just as much as guys, and kids start having sex at a very young age. Six to eight for the girls, and ten to twelve for the guys, with no social stigma. Oh. There are a few customs about dating to inhibit, hooking up, that's in quotations, hooking up, and of course... Because they probably don't say that in Papua New Guinea. Right? And, of course, revealing clothing has been taken to its limits, with girls actually going topless. However, while everybody is having sex whenever they want, premarital meal sharing is a big (laughs) no-no. What? You can have sex, but you can't share a meal? Apparently. You're not supposed to go out for dinner together until after you get married.
1: So... (laughs) Not the, not the child part, but the having sex and not sharing food is right up Andy's alley. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I, I, I guess, like... Well, and you know, another thing I would have assumed... If it's not like a, if it's not a forced thing, if it's just like an experimentation thing, like you're allowed to do it if you want to, I guess it's whatever. Like, I don't, I guess I don't really see an issue. But if it's like a demand, then that's different. Well
0: and you know, I kinda figured the boys would have been having sex at a younger age. Rather than girls. I mean not that I'm okaying that in any way, shape, or form.
1: But like when's the first time a boy can really like finish? I don't know. It like it's about like puberty age, isn't it?
0: I I don't know, I'm not a man.
1: All right, man. Tell us when's the first time you you masqueraded and you you came. We just need some numbers. We just don't need names, Andy. locations, none of it. I'll ask him. I'm not afraid. The dog's peeing right now, though. Okay. So well, we'll move at the we'll, pause. But when he comes back in, I'll ask we'll him.
0: We'll move on to number two then. The okay. Madahara. Uh, intimate cutting rituals to achieve manhood. Australia.
1: Okay. So this is like a bush tribe or something.
0: Yeah. So it says the first portion of the Matar. Moder- oh my god.
1: <laughs> I said it so good a while ago. Mataharan. Is it Mataharan? Is that what. Is there an N at the end? No. It's M A R D U D G A
0: G. J A R A. Okay,
1: Matahara, Mata
0: yeah. Aboriginal sure. rite involves a barbaric circumcision followed by the circumcised male ingesting his own foreskin, and then after he heals up, the penis is then cut lengthwise oh, no. on the underside, sometimes all the way to the scrotum. Blood is then dripped oh. over a fire <laughs> in order to purify it. From then on, the male will urinate from the underside of his penis instead of the urethra. The real question, however, is how does destroying a boy's manhood bring him into manhood?
1: That sounds horrible. And also you have to pee out of a weird slit the rest of your life? Anyway, so I caught this Andy. Right here. Alright. I don't know if you can see him. Yep, I can see him. Um... We would like to know, when's the first time in your life... That you masturbated and ejaculated. You, he can't hear you. Uh, that you masturbated and ejaculated. I don't know. It's probably 12 or 13. 12 or 13. That's still, That's what I'm thinking. Is, is that maybe they actually can't, like, before... Like ten or twelve. Yeah, nothing comes out. Nothing comes out. You can touch it, but it doesn't work. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> well, there we go. We got an answer to that.
1: Yes, but back back to these people. I don't understand why you have like. Can you can you have sex with it after you do that to it?
0: I mean, I'm sure after it can, heals, I would assume. Do you pee out of the underside for the rest of your life? Yeah. It says, from then on, the male will urinate from the underside of his penis.
1: I just don't get... Like, if it heals, why wouldn't it... Why wouldn't you go back to urinating from the top? I don't know. Okay. We don't want to... Don't send us pictures <laughs> if that happened to you. We're sorry, but don't. we don't want to know that much. I am confused and curious, though. I want to know how many of these, like, if they still practice these. You know what I mean? Right. Or, like,
0: how old these are. Right. Uh, So, the number one is the Sambians? Sambians? Sambians. (laughs) It's not French. (laughs) It says, the semen drinking tribe, Papua New Guinea. Another Papua New Guinea. Oh, God. Two, they two in the top ten. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Grease had two in the top ten too. (laughs) Putting that out. What Grease had two. What else did they have? They had. Oh my god, you're gonna make me go all the way back up. Uh, they had the the boys uh, where homosexuality was completely out of the closet, and then when older men would be with younger boys. Oh, I thought those were all the same. (laughs) Nope, nope. That was two different ones, according to this list. Okay. Alright, so back to the Sambians. Sambians, however. uh, It says, to become a man in this primitive tribe, boys are removed from the presence of all females at the age of seven. (laughs) Living with other males from ten years. During Whoa. the 10 years, the skin is pierced to remove any contamination brought upon by women. Oh, contamination.
1: <laughs> wow. we are dirty, dirty girls. Yeah,
0: apparently. <laughs> uh, for the same reason, they also regularly regularly incur nose bleeding and vomiting caused by consuming large amount, amounts of sugar cane. I can't talk. Oh my god. Uh, To top it off, they are required to ingest the semen of their elders, which is the thought... Oh, my God. Which is thought to... Nope. it's just not happening. it's just not happening. Let's just start that whole damn thing over again. To top it off, they are required to ingest Mm -hmm. the semen of their elders, which is thought to sustain growth and strength. When they are finally introduced back into the tribe they continue to engage in nose bleeding at the same time as their wives menstrual cycles.
1: Oh, that's that's weird. I kind of I I kind of like that though. Like I want you to suffer when I suffer. I'm just kidding. That sounds horrible.
0: But... my god, could you imagine also, being like, oh that guy's nose is bleeding, his wife must be on her period.
1: <laughs> that sounds so horrible. Also, haven't they ever seen Popeye? All you need is spinach. What? To go big and strong, you just need spinach. You don't need semen. Oh my semen. god.
0: Well, apparently, <laughs> in Papua New Guinea, they thought they needed semen of their elders. Not semen. even just any semen, just of their elders.
1: Well, wouldn't it be weird if you just, like, drink your, your, like, friend semen? Like, that's not special. <laughs> That's just like little boy j- <laughs> You did that just for fun. For funsies. You just like the way it tastes. <laughs> for funsies. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Um So okay. yeah, that was that was my list of <laughs> weird shit from around the world. I feel like we should
0: make that a segment.
1: And I think Taboo around no, the world? No, just
0: weird shit from around the
1: world. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, how many things could there be? But, before before we end this, do you remember, it was either on the History Channel or National Geographic, oh, there used to be a show called Taboo. I and never that was watched weird. it, that was a very...
0: but I, I remember it.
1: But I never watched when it. When I was a young kid, I watched an episode... About the women who stretch their necks with the rings. Oh, I think I did too. Actually, now that you mention that. Fascinated. The whole rest of my life, I was fascinated with neck stretching. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been searching for taboo the rest of my life as well. Like the show. Right. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm so interested in things that are like, whatever. Weird or, like, off. Like, the Ripley's Museums, I'm just totally, like, amazed with. Even though half the show's fake. I don't care. Right?
0: I told you, um, and I cannot remember. Maybe I can look it up real quick. Uh, so, you know, I was listening to Twisted Philly speaking of things that are weird. Um, and I want us to go. It is a place in Philly Uh, and he used to be a doctor and it's a museum and he used to collect weird things so he has like these really weird like old doctor's instruments um shit in a jar not really shit but you know what I'm saying. I think I heard about this. If you give me just one second. (laughs) Oh god, why won't it go? I'm getting there, I swear. Oh my god. My iPhone is being stupid.
1: Time for a new one.
0: No. Just fucking new ones are so expensive, dude. No, I got a seven. Mm. Plus. <laughs> I just thought I'd let you know. Too bougie. Did you say bougie or Gucci? Bougie. Oh, okay. I was like, do not say
1: that. You're stupid. Uh, I don't even know what that one means. So Gucci. I'm, I'm much much too old and white to know what that means. Oh my god, why can I oh, Okay. I think oh shit
0: I believe it's called the Mutter Museum. Okay. Which in German that's mother, but you know. Uh Yeah, here. It's the Mutter Museum of the College of Physicians of Philadelphia.
1: Ah, uh, Yeah, so it's super cool. Medical history and pathology on display. Yeah, so I want to go. We need to go. Cool. I haven't really been to Philadelphia I, in my adult life, so we could I go. I haven't either, so. We're going to go to the freaking. If you're from Philadelphia, Mother it's here. Mother Museum. Yeah. Um, it's really close to the place called the Dandelion, so case you're wondering if you're in Philadelphia that's where it is. It's near what? That, uh, it's a place to eat called the Dandelion. Well, uh. <laughs> we can eat there. <laughs> yeah, That's Google is amazing. You can look up anything. It's also kind of terrifying.
0: Um <laughs> So yeah, they have some weird right. shit and I so. want to see it. I'm in. Let's do it. Also... I'm so in. Which, this is totally not in the same area. This is in Virginia. But mm-hmm. I want to go because, you know, I love Edgar Allan Poe. I want to go to the mm-hmm. Edgar Allan
1: Poe Museum as well. Cool. We should do that, too. He's fun. Not really fun's the wrong word. Uh. So, I think that's all we have for Taboo. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, and there's still time to enter the giveaway, so don't forget to do that. This is the last week.
0: This is it. Don't let Rachel fool you. I tried. (laughs) Ashley? Yeah, I didn't know if you were done speaking. I didn't want to be rude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So, of course, thanks for listening. Uh, And, of course, send us any of your comments, questions, topic suggestions to bumpingucast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. Bye. You're waving, stupid. Nobody can see that. (laughs) Bye.